Today is Friday, February 5th, 2021. On this day in 2012, five-year-old Braden Powell and his brother Charlie were senselessly murdered by their father, who then ended his own life with a bullet. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of this crime, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes discussions of child abuse, suicide, and homicide that some people may find offensive. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Today we're covering the double murder of the Powell boys, who were attacked by their father during a weekly three-hour custody visit gone wrong. Let's go back to the morning of February 5th, 2012, just as the two young boys rose from their beds for the last time. Seven-year-old Charlie Powell and his younger brother Brayden had endured a hard few years for two children still making sense of the world. In 2009, their mom Susan mysteriously disappeared, the police, Susan's family, and much of the general public believed her husband was to blame. Naturally, this sudden loss and public scrutiny altered the boys' lives forever. With their father deemed unfit to raise them himself, they were sent to Susan's parents' house, where they'd lived ever since. But that fateful morning, Braden and Charlie stirred in their respective beds. Braden's sheets were decorated with graphics from the Disney movie Cars, while Charlie slept in a Spider-Man-themed comforter. They tumbled out of bed and headed to the kitchen for breakfast. With bellies soon full of cereal and fruit, the young boys prepared for an eventful Sunday. They were always excited to spend time with their father, Joshua Powell. For their part, Susan's parents, the Coxes, never liked their son-in-law. But after Susan's disappearance, the animosity became unbearable. The families had entered into a kind of cold war, with Joshua clinging to the weekly visitation time he had with Charlie and Brayden. But the week prior, Joshua was court-ordered to undertake a psychosexual evaluation after disturbing child pornography was found in the home where he and his children had been living with his father, Stephen Powell. In September 2011, Stephen had been arrested for voyeurism and child pornography. Joshua himself was listed as one of Stephen's victims. Investigators now believe that Joshua knew he wouldn't pass the test and would lose total custody of his children. Joshua was incredibly possessive of his children and couldn't stand the thought of losing all control over the situation. Around 11.30 a.m., Braden and Charlie waved goodbye to their grandpa, Chuck Cox, as he headed off to church. Shortly after, their social worker, Elizabeth Griffin Hall, pulled up to the Cox residence, and the two boys piled into the back seat. Their lively chatter always kept the car ride interesting. Elizabeth took note of Charlie's increasing interest in bugs. They seemed to open up around her, treating her with a warmth otherwise reserved for close family members. They pulled up to their father's small home in Pierce County, Washington. Through the window, Joshua Powell peered at the car and smiled to himself. Soon, the young boys would be all his. 
he rushed to his computer and typed one email to his attorney before opening the door to his three guests. Its only contents? I'm sorry, goodbye. Joshua welcomed his sons in and looked at Elizabeth sheepishly before slamming the door and locking her out of the house. Through the door, she heard him tell his sons, I have a big surprise for you. Panicked, Elizabeth dialed 911. She knew the boys were in danger, but the dispatcher seemed to doubt the severity of the emergency. As she waited for the police, she started smelling gasoline. What happened next was grotesque and haunting. Elizabeth watched helplessly as flames began growing in the windows. The house was soon engulfed in flames, burning from the inside out. Inside the house, Joshua lunged at his sons with a hatchet. As the house exploded, three gunshots resounded. Brayden, Charlie, and their heartless father were dead. Coming up, we'll explore the events that preceded these tragic deaths. Hi, it's Vanessa from Parcast. They say there's someone for everyone, a soul to share your secrets with, a companion to grow old with, a conspirator to commit crimes with. Starting this February on Spotify, learn about the lethal and legendary lovers who fought the law in the Parcast limited series, Criminal Couples. If you've ever referred to your best friend or beloved as your partner in crime, this exclusive series is for you. Beginning February 1st, join me for a collection of unlawful love stories from shows across the ParCast network. Discover the extreme beliefs of cult leaders Tony and Susan Alamo, enter Fred and Rose West's real-life house of horrors, and experience the madness and motives of the San Francisco witch killers. Fall for the most famous and feared pairs in history in the Spotify original from ParCast, Criminal Couples. Enjoy two-part episodes every Monday starting February 1st. Follow Criminal Couples free and exclusively on Spotify. Now, back to the story. By February 6, 2012, Josh Powell's residence had been reduced to a pile of rubble. Police investigators found the hatchet that Joshua used to hurt his children in their final moments. They also conducted an autopsy on Charlie and Brayden, concluding that their cause of death was carbon monoxide poisoning. One can only hope that the boys were rendered unconscious before their father killed them. In the days that followed, the two boys were mourned by their social worker, their mother's family, and the public at large. They've been in the public eye since their mother disappeared in December 2009, and while the details of that story are still murky, information came to light in the wake of the boys' murder. Before Susan's death, the Powell family was struggling for a multitude of reasons, one of them being that Joshua Powell's father, Stephen, had developed sexual and romantic feelings for his daughter-in-law. Susan attempted to dismiss his father and move her family further away from him. But Stephen was the least of her problems. In a secret will she drafted, Susan wrote, 
I want it documented that there is extreme turmoil in our marriage, and if I die, it may not be an accident, even if it looks like one. Susan's will ended up to be sadly prophetic. Well after midnight on December 6, 2009, Joshua Powell packed his boys into the family car and brought them to Topaz Mountain, one of his regular camping spots. Except it wasn't a normal trip. By all accounts, the sudden excursion was out of the blue, and they were gone for long enough to arouse suspicion. When the boys didn't show up at daycare that Monday, Joshua's mom and sister were contacted. Worried that something might have gone awry, they sought the help of police who entered the Powell family home. There, they found two box fans aimed at a wet spot on the ground that had recently been cleaned. When the Powells returned home sans Susan, the police brought him in for questioning. He insisted that she'd been cleaning the floor before he left with the children and expressed fears that she'd run away. But when the boys spoke with authorities, they painted a much different picture. Charlie told them that his mother had come along for the adventure and had been left where the crystals are. Police wondered if Susan's body had been stowed in a rock mine. This was further corroborated by statements from Joshua's co-workers that he discussed how a mine would be a good place to dispose of a body. At one point, young Braden even drew a photo of his family in their minivan on the night of the camping trip. When asked why he didn't draw his mother, Braden said that she was in the trunk. Over time, the boys began talking more about the circumstances surrounding their mother's disappearance, which might have been another catalyst for Joshua's violent end. A year later in 2013, Joshua's brother Michael also died of suicide. It's thought that he may have helped Joshua dispose of Susan's body. Susan's family was awarded $98 million in July 2020 for the deaths of Brayden and Charlie. But the tragedy echoes on, a cautionary tale of untreated psychosis and trauma. Hopefully, talking about these root causes and warning signs can keep the cycle from repeating elsewhere. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Lauren DeLille, with writing assistance by Aaron Lan, and fact-checking by Cheyenne Lopez. I'm Vanessa Richardson.
Hi, it's Vanessa again. Before you go, don't forget to check out the new ParCast limited series, Criminal Couples. From apocalyptic cult leaders to bank-robbing bandits to married mafiosos, these couples give new meaning to Till Death Do Us Part. Enjoy two-part episodes every Monday starting February 1st. Follow Criminal Couples free and exclusively on Spotify.